Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Carolitis, and thanks again for joining us. We, um, we so appreciate when you come by and spend some time with us each week, right? As moms, we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate each other in our journey through motherhood. What a gift that is. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, you mamas, you are raising the next generation of patriots. At the top of the show here, I want to go ahead and invite you to sign up for our Mom Memo. That's how we get connected. That's our newsletter. You stop by our website at momsforamerica.us. Sign up. This is how you'll get our weekly Mom Memo, all of our information, our resources that we have every week. Please stop by, visit our website. It is amazing. It has a ton of resources on every subject that you can imagine that will help you as a mama. Uh, subscribe share. We're on YouTube. We're also, we're now on Rumble and big news. We have been added to the Charisma Podcast Network. So we are super excited. Again, please share, uh, let your mama friends know because we cover an array of topics that help you as a mama, right? Today's guest is going to be very, very interesting because she has a powerful message and she has an incredible journey that she would like to share with us. Linda Roselle is an author, a blogger, and a full-time wanderer. Yes, you're hearing it, a full-time wanderer. So see, you're gonna stick around for this story, I know. Um, she lives in a shiny Airstream RV, and she travels the country on her own book tour. Doesn't this sound amazing? Let me tell you a little bit about Linda real quick. Linda was a stay-at-home mom with, with her two daughters. She had a full-time, she was a full-time attorney for most of her career in Washington, D.C. She's uh, living an amazing adventure, like I mentioned, and um, she's on a pilgrimage. So I can't wait to talk with her about um, her book. She is on a mission to share her personal story. She had a struggle with mental illness and depression, but she wants to offer hope to the moms because a lot of moms deal with depression, right? This is a struggle. This is real. Um, it's been an extremely tough year, year and a half, I guess, almost two years for many of us here with COVID and lockdowns and all kinds of situations we're going to talk about. And the holidays are approaching too. And in depression, is a reality during the holidays as well. So we're so glad that Linda's here. She's gonna be talking to us and helping um, share her, helping us um, as she shares her healing experience and how she recovered. So big wind up to you, Linda. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Thank you so much, Debbie. It's a delight to be here. And I'm, I'm coming to you quite appropriately from one of my daughter's homes because I'm visiting her for a bit leading up to Thanksgiving. Nice. So tell us a little bit about your family, uh, your daughters, and a little bit about your nomad life, we'll call it. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I am a full-time nomad. And I, I was born in New York and um, got married quite young uh, and went to law school and have two now grown daughters uh, went through a difficult divorce when they were young. Okay. I have struggled with uh, depression for most of my life, 
but mm. found a lot of healing and over time through faith and through uh, not being quite so hard on myself. So I would did not ever expect that I would become a full-time nomad. But once I was an empty nester, rather almost an empty <laughs> nester, I had one daughter who was honestly just living with me because she felt sorry for me because the other daughter had already moved out. Oh, <laughs> well, that was nice of her. <laughs> that was so sweet, but she really wanted to, you know, move on and live with people her own age. And so I was at a little turning point in my life where I knew I was going to be an empty nester. I had been working as in-house counsel and a project manager for a nonprofit. Okay. And come to the end of most of my projects. So I just gave it to God and said, what would you like me to do in the next What's next, life? Lord, huh? Yes. And he put it on my heart to buy an Airstream travel trailer, a truck to tow it with, sell my house. Wow quit my job and wander all over the country basically with a little ministry to other full-time nomads and writing about my experiences on a travel blog and in my book journeys with a tin can pilgrim which came wow. out in july wow what an interesting story in fact when i was talking to linda right before we started the show i said wow i don't even know where to go because you really we, we have to come back and you have to do one just on being a nomad, a wanderer, and tell us all about your travels. But let's get on to your book because that's why we have you here. But we're going to come back and talk to you about your travels. In fact, maybe at the end of the show, you can tell us where you're headed. Um, sure. So let's talk about your book, Journeys with a Tin Can Pilgrim. In your book, right, you talk about your own struggle. You mentioned it already about mental illness and how God helped heal you and become the person that you are today. Um, you were feeling abandoned and anxious. I'm taking these from your, some of your notes. You said you were too sad to function in your career. And as a mother, you, you, yes. you, you just were at, at a point where you couldn't function as a mom, you couldn't function in your career, but thankfully God restored you. You reached out to him. You searched for hope. You searched for answers. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, that journey, I know you've touched on it already, but hard times create, um, hard, hard, hard life, I guess it, it, I could say. Um, and you went through some situations that were tough, like you said, um, just kind of get us a little bit further down the road sure. on how you decided to write a book. Sure. Well, I really felt the book would um it was an extension of my ministry in a sense because last year at about this time i was diagnosed with very early stage breast cancer and oh. i needed to it, everything has gone thank god very well but i needed thank you lord to in one place and have surgery and radiation so my younger daughter invited me to move in with her and uh while i was doing that and getting treatment and sort of just praying to give it all to god Right. Uh, he put it on my heart to now that I had this time where I could not be doing all the physical things associated with living in the RV, which require a good deal of upper body strength. <laughs> um, I could write about my journeys, both my faith journeys and my actual physical journeys, because mm -hmm. that can reach out and to other people that I don't encounter on a one on one basis but it can really help them. And really the first part of that journey 
was finding myself, my true self, uncovering my real identity as a daughter of God mm-hmm. and growing secure in his love for me. Because that foundational aspect is really what allows us to give that love fully to others, especially in our role as a mother. Correct. And I kind of see myself now both as a biological mother to my two daughters, but also hopefully as a spiritual mother to many of the people that I've met on the road and been willing to share some of my story with and to listen to their stories and encourage them to keep focused on the Lord and Mm -hmm. invite him into the present moment in their lives. We, We do say that we need the moms healthy in order to have a healthy home. Yes. Yes. Because if, if moms are struggling, which all of us are <laughs> throughout life, we're going to be challenged with obviously depression, whether it's after babies or empty nesting. I, I had a hard time. I, you know, my son got married and I felt really blue too. I mean, things just affect us differently as moms because when our home gets upset or if we are on, in a bad place ourselves, it, it, it rolls off to our family. It becomes a part of them. And we don't want that to be right because we want to be on a healing journey. Um, You you talk about it not only as like a a physical, you had to address this physically, but to you, it was all about a spiritual journey, your healing. Yes, that's that's very true, because I think one of the biggest struggles of depression is feeling isolated and feeling so frustrated with yourself that you can't do the simple things that you need to do. I mean, at my worst, I I ended up having to hire someone to come live in and help me with the kids because I couldn't trust myself to use the stove or I just found it so difficult even to get out of bed. And it really took a long time to get on the right combination of medicine, exercise, diet, and, um, and of course, fundamentally, trusting God and inviting him into, he was there all along, but I didn't see him all the time, inviting him into this darkness with me so that he could bring light to it. And as a mother, it was a particularly hard cross to bear in that I knew I was not being the kind of mom I wanted to be to my kids at that point in life. And we've had a lot of healing in our relationships since where they recognized that there were times in my life that I just wasn't capable of um, being the kind of mother that they deserved until I received some degree of healing myself. Right. Um, You you talk about your experience, um, kind of what I'm just going off of what you just said, that you were in a spot where you couldn't parent and how you wanted you felt your kids deserved. Um, There is a stigmatism with this, isn't with with mental illness, right? That maybe you're lazy or that you're not trying hard enough or that you have to snap out of it, get with it, come on, this can't be that bad. And it's really not that easy, is it? No, it's not. There's a lot of misunderstanding and even today, a lot of stigma about it. I write about this in my book and how it occurred both in my personal life and in my professional life, because before my divorce, I had a very demanding job. I was part-time, but I worked as an attorney advisor at the Federal Trade Commission, and I was really handling a lot of cases and speech writing and sort of hobnobbing at the higher echelons of power, 
with a lot of responsibility. And when I became depressed after my divorce, uh, I real I couldn't even draft letters. I had to turn down opportunities to work on things. Oh, right. And so that really affected my image of myself. And I would get home and be so exhausted that if I could read books to the kids and you know, do the bedtime routine. That was a huge accomplishment. But people in my life, um, even friends, didn't really understand it. I had one girlfriend I lived near and we used to sometimes watch each other's kids or make meals together and so mm-hmm. on. And she was just scared of it. Uh, almost like she thought it might be catching. <laughs> and so, wow. um, you know, I really lost that friendship for a number of years because she just shut down and was not was not there, sort of removed herself from my life. And at the same time at work, I had the experience of, um, you know, effectively being demoted and working for people I had previously been colleagues with or supervised. And that was really difficult, especially since at least one of them seemed to be convinced that I just wasn't trying hard enough. And I was making him look bad by not doing good work. Um, And again, that's someone who later realized more about what depression really was. And he apologized and I forgave him. But I think it's so important for for people to recognize for anyone who might be going through this, that you can be a real friend to them. Don't tell them to just snap out of it. It's not that easy. And you really need to be able to reach out to professional help. It may take medication. Sometimes it takes a long time to find the right medication. Mm -hmm. And people shouldn't be ashamed of that. It's just like I write in the book, Journeys with a Tin Can Pilgrim, about this stage in my life where I had to overcome my pride through prayer and a closer relationship with God and recognize that. That's really the beginning, isn't it? It is. It it is all about that. It's, It's truly giving of yourself. You find yourself when you give yourself away in a sense. And so I had to give away the image of myself as the in control of everything, the super mom bringing her kids to all the different sporting events and uh, dance class and everything else. And at the same time, handling my my work and it just all collapsed in on itself. But God was there in the silence and he really brought me back through prayer and enabled me to reach a point of healing and good relationships with my now grown daughters. Let's go ahead and mention your website so people can um, go ahead and get their your book. Um, go, sure. Tell us about that, Linda. I don't have that in front of me right I now. I have a travel blog at tincanpilgrim.com. Tin can is for my shiny silver Airstream trailer. It's <laughs> because I'm on a pilgrimage. I'm visiting shrines and religious sites, but I'm also searching for the divine in it all around us and helping other people to see it. So tincanpilgrim.com is my blog. And then my book, there's a link to my book page on that blog, but you can go straight to the book page at tincanpilgrimbook.com. The name of the book is Journeys with a Tin Can Pilgrim. And the subtitle sort of sums it up, From Corporate Lawyer to Airstream Nomad, Finding Joy in Everyday Life. Finding joy in everyday life. Thank you, Lord. That is that is really the prayer for all of us because we can't do it on our own. We can't right. hide. We can't pretend. Um, actually, I'd like to just talk. We'll, we'll get into some. I know you've got like five specific things you want to share too about how to get your journey um, 
on healing. But I mean, with COVID, with, I mean, what, what would you say? Most of America was dealing with the depression this past year and a half. This is, this is, this is probably even more than um, people have ever dealt with. Right. I think there's a lot of, I mean, I think we're raising a whole generation of kids who are going to have some level of PTSD I from know. being told that, you know, oh, you have to be careful. You don't kill your grandparents. Right. Um, and you, and know, you have to wear a mask and you can't see your friends. And now you're on lockdown. Now you're on quarantine. You know, I mean, you see your parents struggling with with their jobs, working at right. home or having a job. Uh, the intensity level has been out the door for moms this it past has, year and a half. It's, it's very difficult. And, um, you know, I think masks, um, you know, whatever you think of their benefits one way or the other, or their lack of benefits one way or the other, mm-hmm. one reality is they reduce our ability to communicate with each other. I mean, we rely so much on seeing our expressions and smiling. There's some, you know, of course, the eyes are the window to the soul, but you usually have to know someone pretty well first to interpret what, you know, what their eyes are saying. And, uh, you know, I think especially for older people who are already particularly isolated in COVID, it's been very difficult when they can't see horrible mouth because, you rely on that sometimes to understand what is being said. I was thinking my hearing was going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, because... it's it. You can't, you, it, it, everything is muffled. It, it just creates an atmosphere of sadness to me when everyone has a mask on. It's, there is no joy. I, a smile is so captivating and so catchy that when you don't see it, it just puts you in a different place. That's, that's true. And thank goodness that a lot of people have been able to do things like we are right now, um, right. electronically, where you can see people's faces. I communicate with my children a lot over social media and over Zoom or Facebook Live or whatever, um, when I'm not actually with them, because now that they're grown, you know, the relationship is different. I can roll into town in my little uh, home on wheels and spend time with them, but I have my own privacy and it's easy to to come and go, but still be present. If they need me for something, I can change my plans. So that is a very nice aspect for me as mom. And of course, I don't have grandchildren yet. So that could change the sort of- You're still pretty flexible because you're not that you're not in the Grammy category yet where I say when they become a grandma, I'm not there either, that um, that's really an incredible level that you just love being a grandma and seeing those mm-hmm. kids. So I'm sure your journeys will take you in a different spot when that happens. But sure. um, but you don't want to look too far ahead because, I mean, I think one thing that comes across in my book, Journeys with a Tin Can Pilgrim, is that the importance of living in the present because you can't yeah. change things in the past and the future you can have hope in, but it's in God's hands. You know, you can make reasonable plans, but you have to be flexible and realize he might have some other plan that you didn't think of. Right. And Most so- of us know he usually always does. And that when we think we're in control, we we better figure that out because we are not in control, really. It is, it's God's plan, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think for relationships with the people that we that we love, it's really wonderful when you can witness that and witness that you're not 
controlled by or defined by your possessions or your things, but it's just so important to be able to spend time together mm. and really reduce things to their essentials. So I have a whole part of the book about preparing to go on the road that addresses <laughs> downsizing. And, and I know many moms, um, some of the moms that follow me and like what I have to write about are military moms because they 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 are in that space. They may they may actually have to deal with depression and PTSD in their own families and they also are dealing with moving frequently and not becoming too attached to too much stuff in any one area. Um, mm. Both of my daughters um, uh, want ultimately to be working at things that improve the lives of other people and uh, they're not uh, focused on sort of attaining a great deal of wealth or a great deal of possessions, but they're focused on relationships. And I think that nurturing aspect is a key aspect um, that we, we all share as women. Yes. It's possible to, you know, get it crowded out, just like we can let our prayer life get crowded out by other things. But when we focus on staying in good relationship with God and just being able to take the time for him to refresh and restore us and to listen to him, that it changes everything else. It does. It does. Let's talk about, I, I read that you have five great inspirational ideas for our moms. Can we kind of talk about those a little specifically? The first one, live life fully and change your circumstance. Yes. So and I, I can elaborate on that a little bit. And that's about not having fear. It's about trust, okay. uh, where you can turn things over each day, spend a little quiet time each day with the Lord, whether you are reading scripture and meditating upon a particular phrase, a word that comes to you, mm-hmm. no matter how busy you are or how complicated your life seems, he can handle anything and he gives you the ability to handle everything. So you can live life fully secure in his love and by staying connected with him, that really can help you wherever, whatever stage you're at in motherhood. Um, That's right. Really make it a priority to give yourself that little bit of time. If you have small kids, it may be late at night or when they're napping, it may be very early in the morning, if you have older kids and you're, you know, taking them to a lot of activities or they're, they're doing school in your home. Right. <laughs> you, know, you do have to figure it out. You have do have to, to figure it out. Yes. Right. What about the next one? Abandon apathy. Well, we can get discouraged and fall into this point where it's like, oh, it just doesn't matter. Um, right. It's not going to matter if I do this. And Actually, every single little moment of our lives matters because every single one of us matters to God. So he is interested in the smallest details of our life. Every detail, right? Every little bit. And if you have to ask him, Lord, help me get out of bed and get a shower. (laughs) Well, you can open that up to him. If you, you are faced with having to do a load of laundry and yet at the same time get a meal ready and you can just give that work to him and sanctify your work by doing it with him. I love this. Sanctify your work because Mm -hmm. it is a partnership, right? 
yes. our relationship with the Lord. We are on a journey with him. We don't just pop in and out. He is with us every moment. And then Absolutely. takes us to the next one, right? Find spiritual and emotional renewal. Yes. And I would say a good part of my book, Journeys with a Tin Can Pilgrim, deals with this. I even have the last part is all about finding renewal on the road. And, um, you know, it's a different venue, but the concepts are things that I think are universal. Whenever anybody is facing a period of transition, change, or uncertainty, um, you can get so caught up in reacting to things and in doing things that just like um, Martha in the scripture where mm -hmm. Jesus visits Martha and Mary and Mary chooses the better part of sitting at his feet to listen. Martha's busy doing all the things that have to be done when you have a guest and she becomes angry and upset that right. her sister's not helping her. And so I think the reality of that is there's nothing wrong with doing all those things to take care right. of your, yes, that's a positive, that's a good thing, but it is the intention with which you do it. So mm -hmm. you have to be able, even if you're busy, to say, okay, I'm going to take a breath and I'm going to invite the Lord in and listen to him in this moment. It's As very, very intentional. That's what I'm hearing from you. It's mm -hmm. very intentional. Absolutely. Experience healing and adventure. That's the next one you have. That's number four. Yes. And I will say that, you know, he wants our happiness. He doesn't want us to be miserable. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not that it's not that life is all drudgery and we're going to wait until heaven until we are happy. We are, of course, we're going to be perfectly happy in heaven with God and being united with him. But he wants us to find the healing and the joy here and now. That is our inheritance from him as his mm. children too. So again, this might be reaching out to other people who can help you. You really can't do it all yourself sometimes. I have a whole section in my book where I like to be the good Samaritan, be the person that's kind of coming in and helping others and listening to them. But sometimes you're not the good Samaritan. Sometimes you're called to be the person who's lying beaten in the road so that other people have the opportunity to be the Good Samaritan. And both you and they can find healing through that. Mm. Um, the example I use is when I had a very bad accident with my, my first truck and trailer. I had oh no. And um, you know, it really shook my, my faith in what I was doing because I, was, I wasn't hurt. My, my little chihuahua and I were both fine. Um, but my truck was totaled and my airstream was totaled. Nobody else was hurt. It was wind on an empty highway in a desert. And you and were okay. Everything I else is totaled. Oh my yes. goodness. It was I literally a rollover, rolled up a hill and down a hill. No. The airstream stayed on its side. The truck oh sort of goodness. slammed into the ground. I didn't even realize that I like must have hit my head on the roof of the truck. The back area of the truck was crushed in, but where my dog and I were was fine we were protected the side airbags went off and I really I all I saw it happened so fast all I saw was white so I was really like okay my guardian angel's holding me in one hand and look my right. dog is fine she's looking at me like what's going on mom I can't imagine I can't imagine so, but here here we are and this is the healing part so both emotionally and spiritually because the physical part I only had bruises from this 
which was in itself a kind of miracle. But that night, I'm sitting in a hotel room. I've contacted my daughters and some of my friends. They knew I was okay, but I was by myself with my dog. I walked to get a few supplies um, over to the Walmart across the street, <laughs> and and I prayed, and I was like, Lord, I just, are you sure you want me to do this? Is you Right, know, you're evaluating everything at that point, aren't you? Exactly, I just, I just destroyed the truck and the trailer. Are, are you sure I'm up to this mission you've given me in life? And the next morning, I went to church, and the very first song was, do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will set you free, which is a song that has resonated for me ever since I came back to faith. And the next song was, you shall cross the barren desert and you shall not walk in fear. You shall wander far in safety. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're like, hmm. Okay. And then okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Just in case I didn't have the message. And this is the healing, this is how generous he is. Yes. And then the healing and the renewal for me was, I'd never heard this song sung in person, but the cantor sang it a cappella. And it's a song that when I heard it for the first time while I was traveling on the road on a religious station, I really felt like it captured what I was doing in this stage of life and true for many other stages of life too. And it's called the summons and the words are, will you come and follow me if I but call your name? Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you mm. let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known, et cetera, et cetera. So by the end of this song, I'm crying. Like, right. Lord, yes. <laughs> oh, I could, with you, I can do anything. And I was back on the road in a, another trailer and another truck within just wow. over a month. I love when God speaks to us. It, like you said, a song can be sung at a mass at a service. And for someone next to you, they're like, wow, this is a beautiful song. And for you, you can be weeping and feeling like, wow, this is sent right from heaven. And that's what, that's what our journey with Christ is all about. It's yeah. personal. He speaks to us personally. Let, let's, let's do this last one here too. And before mm -hmm. we, um, I discover beauty and the divine in life. I think this is kind of the wrap up right? To what we've been taught. Be, be open, be willing, um, be ready. And even when it's difficult, you have to be able to say yes, right? Absolutely. And, and to share that with the people you love. I mean, my, my daughters often say, mom, you're, you just never stop being a Girl Scout leader. Cause if we don't want to walk <laughs> or hike together, I'm always the one to point out, look at that really interesting leaf and, and look, that's great. Animal tracks over there and oh, these great <laughs> mushrooms. And, and so seeing that beauty in nature is seeing God because you see his fingerprints, right? You, and, and, and when, what I'm doing now in life, I can share that not just with my family, but also with all the people I encounter in life. And you know what you all who are not on the road is full-time nomads. You do that too. You do that by witnessing to his Absolutely. love and to his beauty in the world around you, to all the people you encounter. So Absolutely. everyone in a sense is on um, a journey with a tin can pilgrim. Right. And, and what I want to just, on. right. And what I want to just remind everyone is that Linda, this wasn't you prior this right. journey. I mean, when you say that you were too depressed to be a mother or work, 
look at what God has done. Look at the testimony. I mean, right now we sit and we talk with you and we think like, oh, wow, she's got it all together. How fun is that? But we know that you came from a very heavy, dark place. And the testimony really should resonate with the moms that are listening that God can do this to you, with you, in you. Yes, have hope. Yes. hope Because that is... You know, that's one of his gifts to us. And he he just, when you feel your hands are empty and you're totally exhausted, he takes those empty hands and he will fill them. We do not feel it at the moment, but he is there. Even when you don't see him or feel him, he is always there with you. Yes and amen. What about with the holidays approaching? What about some um, some ways to bring some extra joy into our household with the holidays coming up? Sure. Well, I, I would say here um, that theme of rest and renewal is important because, again, you can't give what you don't have. So stick to your own little time of devotion or prayer um, and, you know, make that a priority so that because everything else becomes easier. And don't get so focused on, you know, creating so many different experiences and running from place to place and event to event. Your kids are going to remember most the times that you sit down with them and you let them get their little hands all sticky with dough and create their cookies that might not be perfect and decorate them however they like. They're going to remember that. And you can also help them to grow in, in love for others by sitting down with some art supplies, make some cards for people that might not otherwise be receiving cards, whether it's people in the military or people in nursing homes, or even people in your own family that you're not going to get to see this particular holiday for whatever reason. Ask your kids, who do you know that you think might need a little extra love? Can we make them a card? And and, and they will remember that. They will internalize this aspect of sharing the love that you have and the creativity that God's giving them because little kids are so close to him that they have that creativity just like nomads on the road they're close to God in nature so they grow in creativity too as you'll find if you read the book (laughs) (laughs) and it's so true because when we give joy to others that just does something in our hearts and if we can instill that in our kids the more that we minister and bless and give, um, you know, I think even think about, you know, baking breads or um, dropping off random gifts or sending flowers Absolutely. or all the things that we can do during this holiday season helps us um, enjoy the season because that's what Christ did. He gave. Exactly. And when you put, when you put love where there might be no love, you find it, you find yeah. love, and you find God in doing that. So, um, so I remember my son gave me a little box um, and it was, it said, mom in here is just a piece of my love. And it was just this little box of love and we'd bring it out every year. And I just have a, have a thought about that because sometimes the simplest things are the most precious. So be encouraged moms, as, as, as Linda said, she's been on a journey um, and God has restored and renewed her. So thank you, Linda. You're so welcome. I really enjoyed being your guest and yes. I hope that your moms will get a chance to check out my, my blog. Uh, to and give us that website again, would you please? 
Sure. It's tincanpilgrim.com is the blog. It's a non-commercial blog with a lot of articles that are spiritual reflections and about places to visit, um, shrines and religious sites. And then the book, Journeys with the Tin Can Pilgrim, you can get on Amazon. You can get it through links on the tincanpilgrimbook.com website. And it's a wonderful gift for yourself or for others who really need a reminder of how much God loves them and what an incredible adventure life is with him. I love it. Thank you for your encouragement. Where are you headed next when you when you do get on the road? Where are you, where are you going? What part of the country? Well, I'm heading south to get away from the cold weather because there's a cold <laughs> snap here in Virginia. And uh, right after um, spending Thanksgiving with one daughter and then visiting my other daughter who lives a little further south in Virginia right after Thanksgiving. And then I head to Georgia and Tennessee and the Florida Panhandle. Ooh, I'm jealous. It, there's a lot of fun things. I'll be at Dickens of the Christmas uh, Fair in Franklin, Tennessee, nice. and I'm going to be um, speaking at some churches at a place called The Hollow in Sarasota, uh, Florida. So you're going warm. I am. And then February and March, I stay warm. I'll be throughout the Carolinas and then on to Alabama. So just if you look at my... Um, my team can we'll check out your yeah, we'll check out your blog and i'd love to meet moms along the way so if you see them in your area feel free to email me or Good. Me and maybe we can have coffee or tea together that's it you can meet linda on the road if she's coming to your state how fun is that well god bless you linda thank you so much and we so appreciate it because uh, mamas are dealing with a lot and we are gonna we're going to reach out. We're going to renew. We're going to heal. And we're going to just do the absolute best that we can with the calling that God has given us as moms. So Amen. thank you for your ministry to all of us. All right. Thanks, Linda. All right, moms. Well, before we go, I always want to remind you to stop by our website, momsforamerica.us. One of our, our important things that we mention every week is our cottage meetings. Uh, that is our showcase project. It's 12 inspiring lessons um, that mothers can learn about America's history and heritage and the principles of liberty. So stop by our website, momsamerica.us. Check out our cottage meetings. You are absolutely going to want to join that. We have them happening happening virtually right now. Ah, having a hard time speaking. Um, but you'll absolutely love that. And um, for moms, I just want to say thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe and share the podcast. I know you have a mom friend or yourself or family members that could be dealing with depression. Let them know about this podcast. Let them hear from Linda. Let them um, be encouraged as they're um, in a place where they need some healing. Moms, you are so important because you are the heartbeat of your home. We pray that you stay strong, that you stay healthy, that you're focused, and that you keep teaching, loving, and training your kids. We're so glad that you joined us, moms. Hope to see you next week. Um, We appreciate you stopping by. And remember, let's keep changing the world one home at a time. God bless.